Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Praise God. If you're watching us online tonight, we welcome you as God's going to bless you and God is going to meet your need this evening. I want to minister on a thought, plant your faith, plant your faith. When I was a boy, my grandfather and my family lived in this one little town our whole lives until I moved away. I'm the only one did. And as a result of it, there wasn't much business there. It was called Clarksville, Indiana. We had 3,000 people. And my grandpa one day on his porch when I was just a boy, well, I was a boy at one time, he said to me, several years ago, I could have bought the old airport. They had a little private airport there, several acres, but just a small airport in that town. And he said, I could have bought it for $5,000, but he said, it's full of those concrete runways. I don't know what I'd do with it. Well, several years later, I was sitting on the porch swing with my grandpa. And he said, I missed it. He said, you could be wealthy now. What had happened was, that town didn't never experience growth. But there was other towns, Jeffersonville, New Orleans. Everything was happening there. But somebody came in and paid $1.4 million for that old airport. Now, I forgave Pop for not buying it and leaving it to me. But see, if you don't invest, you'll never receive the reward. In life, it's all about investments, isn't it? Not just money-wise, but your life, your dreams. As you and I invest those things, God's able to take that and do great things. And all through the scripture, and I was reading this today and and this is in the first chapter of Genesis, verse 11. God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seeds and fruit of the tree and all its after its kind. And I was thinking about that. God put a law there that whatever you plant in life, you'll reap. The Bible says that we reap what we've done, don't we? And so in the spiritual realm, it's the same way. It's a spiritual principle. When I was a boy, we had apple trees. And on the apple, on the trees, there were apples. And my dad was telling me my great-grandfather had put some seeds in that ground. See, my family lived in that house forever. And so he put some apple seeds in the ground, and as a result of it, there was four or five apple trees there that was every year just full of apples. But it would not have been there if somebody hadn't planted a seed. You folks that's going to the Walmart and looking for things. Somebody planted it. Somebody invested if there's anything there on the shelves to buy. Isn't that true? And in life, that's what life really is we plant. My family, when they bought a house, they were planted. They never left. And so there was no benefits till they died off and somebody sold it and got a benefit. But see, in life, we are all planters. 
And the Bible said the just shall live by faith. When I become a Christian in my senior year of high school, then I went out and got a job and I made some money. And I remember the pastor said to me, now Harry, you, if you want God to use you, you'll be a giver. Now how many knows when you're a sinner, you're a giver? It could be to a bar, could be drugs, could be a party life, but we're always invested in things we want, aren't we? And in the kingdom of God, what has made this church what it is and what has caused this church to touch nations of the world, as well as the community of Kingman, is people have been givers or planters, and when they give to God, God's able to take what you and I bring to him and cause us to do more than we could ever do. That's why I said when I took an offering, together we can do what we can never do alone. It's called planting. Without a vision, the Bible said, people will perish. In other words, we have to have a vision that God's is our source. The Bible said, if you're born again, God's your source. He's everything you'll need. You don't have to look anywhere else. God is your source. I remember when Joni and I went back and their youth revival broke out and we decided to build a youth center, take an old building, remodel it. And we lived there two years doing that and had no salary. And I've shared this with you. We rented a little house for 100 and we rented a building for 100 so our rent was 200 a month for the two rents and I had no salary coming in. At the end of that year, I went to get my taxes done. And so when I went in, the lady said, okay, show me what you made. How much did you make a week? And I said, I didn't. She said, oh, yeah, you had to. You paid $100 a month rent, and you say you paid $100 a month on that building. Where did you get your money? And I said, well, God gave it to me. And then she really looked strange at me. And so she kept questioning me, kept questioning me. How did you do it? And I tried to explain to her that since Joy and I got married, we always gave to God. Because we knew if we invested in the kingdom of God, God would bless our lives. And so finally the lady got tired of asking me and I said, how much do I owe you? She said, take this, get out of here. I wouldn't take your money. Well, she didn't know I didn't have much anyway, but, but God is a blesser. How many knows that? If you're born again, somebody planted in your life. Could have been a pastor preaching a sermon. Could have been a neighbor sharing with you. Could have been somebody just invites you to church. But somebody planted in your life. And if you're born again today, you're a seed that was planted. And now you have come to be a child of God. See, there's a powerful truth that you get what you plant. And in the world we live in tonight, people are desperate. <clears throat> They're closing everything. They're closing the car makers. There's people that make really good money. And now they're not going to get paid for a couple weeks, or they say at least. But see, the only people that's got security is God's people. If you're born again and you give to God, then you don't have anything to worry about. But when you're not born again, it's, it's, 
It's, it's not called home alone, it's living alone. Because we invest in everything that we can't count on. I saw my sister today. The town that I was raised in today is flourishing. The other towns around them are like dead towns. No businesses, nothing. <clears throat> and Carolyn said to me, when Kenneth got out of the Air Force, we, you know all that land where those two malls is and all that those businesses is? She said, we could have bought it for $60,000. I mean, it was like 100 acres or more. But it had some swamp on it and some things. And the only thing, they had a two-lane road there. And the only thing they used that road for is young people used to drag race down that road. Today, there's malls there. Land is selling for more than a million dollars, a partial. She said, if we had only known. See, that's the cry today, if I'd only known. If I only knew that thing was going to be so popular and people would make so much money. If I only knew what stock to buy. And that one day it's just going to explode and I'm going to have all this money. But the problem with life is the only sure thing is the kingdom. Amen. Nothing else is sure. Nothing else has a guarantee. But my Bible said, and my God says, if you give, it'll be given to you. It's talking about the kingdom of God, isn't it? I am glad my pastor, when I was a young con convert, a teenager, told me, Harry, you honor God. And if you'll honor God, God will always be there if you need him. Amen. I went to a church, and the most entertaining thing, one of was to watch the collection plate pass. And it was full of dollar bills. You know, we got dollar stores. That church I was raising was a dollar church. And so I, I was willing to give a dollar if I made $100. But he told me, if you honor God with the first fruits of your uh, salary when you get it, God will always bless you. And I, I'm glad I listened to him. Because God has planted his word that if we give, he will meet your need. The Bible said, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And tonight I'm declaring that in this terrible situation we're in and how people are crying out, what are we going to do? God's people have a security that God will meet your needs. You can lay your head on the pillow tonight. I don't care what the bank account looks like. I don't care what the media is saying. If you honor God and you do what God told you financially, God will always make a way for you and meet every need you have. Right. See, one of the favorite sayings of Americans, if I only knew, if I only knew, and yet we know tonight what God says. Isn't that great? He says that he would meet your need and my need. I want to read a scripture to you. This is what it says. He said, I will open the windows of heaven for you and pour out for you a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's the promise of God. You know why we come to church? We partner together. We worship God, don't we? 
and we partner together so that we not only worship God and that we are blessed, but that we can touch our city, touch our nation, and touch the nations of the world. And if you're watching tonight, I want to declare to you, Jesus will meet your need. If you're faithful, if you partner with God, God is a God of unlimited resources, and God is able to keep you well or, or, or meet a need or keep your roof from leaking when it's raining. And so if your roof's leaking, you need to believe God. But see, tonight we have to choose what we're going to invest our life in. Isn't that right? If we invest our life in inviting people to church and sharing Jesus and wanting people to have eternal life, then we're going to have great rewards because we will be doing what God did for you and me. You know, what God, you know how God invested? He looked down upon me and you while we were sinners, and he said to his son, I want you to go, and I want you to get that cross and hang there and so there can be salvation for my people. And Jesus invested his life. He came. He had all power. God in a man had every power he needed. And yet he was willing, the Bible said, to lay down his life and then raise himself again in three days. And he knew by doing that investment, that if we had accept him and ask him into our life, all of our sins would be forgiven. And the blood of Christ set, would set us free. He would set us free from habits, problems, and most of all, our sins. And that's what planning is. is he gave his life that you and I could have life. But the question is, what do we invest in? You know what I'm glad I'm glad when I was a new convert. See, they used to say to me in church, one day when you get older, this will be your church. And this is before I was a Christian. And I thought, when I get older, I'm out of here. I, I knew what the choir was going to sing. I knew how to repeat the doxology. Man, I'm good at that. If you ever want to know what that, I'll, I'll say it for you. I can sing it for you. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that was all there was for me. And I'm glad a preacher came in to a church where I joined it. I was involved in everything, never took drugs, never drank, didn't, but I was lost. And he preached a sermon, you must be born again. And when he preached that for the first time in my life, and listen, that's before kids had rights. I said to my mom, I don't want to go to church. You're going. Well, I don't want to. You're going. And you're going to sit between your dad and me. Oh, man, that was hard life. If one ear, this for child abuse, if one of my ears seemed bigger than another, it's because my mother would grab it if I was doing something wrong. I'm going to tell you what happened to me one time. I decided to sneak out. And then we're in church. I'm doing, I said, I got to go to the bathroom. And I was going, but you got to let me go. And I'm moving around. And so dad said, you go and come right back. So I went to the bathroom and it was in the back of the church. 
And so I went out the back door, and it was an old Methodist church that didn't have air conditioning. It was hot in the summer, humid. And so they had these windows that you could crack open to get a breeze. So I'm crawling around the church so nobody can see me. And I got to the front of the church from the back, and it was two shoes I recognized. And it was my dad. And he said, you're going back in. Well, I won't tell what happened, but I went back in. But, you know, I'm so thankful. My mom and dad invested in me, made me go to church. Even though I didn't know how to get saved, even though they never gave us salvation, one day God sent a preacher. Ours retired. A young man came from Asbury Seminary in Wilmore, Kentucky. And the first sermon he preached to us was, you must be born again. You know why that happened and why I got saved? Because before that, God sent his son that died on Calvary and rose again. That was God's investment. And because of that investment, he had a young preacher set up to come and preach for us for six months till we got a new preacher, and he preached, you must be born again. And out of that one sermon, Four of us that got saved has pastored, evangelized, and three of us have been missionaries because the young man preached the truth of God's investment in our world. And as a result of it, gave an altar call and we got saved. It's all because it began with God's investment. See, that's why it's good to partner with God because he's got all the answers. That's why when they take the offering, I want to partner with God. Not just to be blessed, but I want to see people saved. Do you want to see people? We want to see people saved, right? And we want to see families come back together and kids come home that's from a fractured home to where the parents get saved. And as you and I invest the material things of this world, God gives us spiritual things. It's called planting. It's called planting. If you plant an apple seed, you get apples, right? My grandpa was a farmer. I remember planting watermelon stuff, and I, I, I couldn't wait till that thing that he planted came alive, and we'd break open a big watermelon at the watermelon patch and sit outside and eat it. Carried a salt shaker in our pockets as we begin to pick the fruit of the investment we could eat that and I, and I want us to think about planting some of us are older but all of us are going to eternity either born again or not right and so what we invest is so important so important We've invested in Africa, and the pastor there has prayed for the dead, and they came back to life. Only eternity will tell the thousands of people that be in eternity, or maybe more, because of your and the church and our investment and partnering together. In Iraq, as horrible it's been, we've invested only God knows how much money and it man that we all know, Jack Harris, 
that went over there because his son had witnessed to one of the people there and said, my dad can come and do a movie here if you could get him invited. And they invited him to come in. And out of that, Jack was there to do missionary work. And one day, listen to this. There were some Iraqi men in their house. And something happened to them. Somebody appeared. And this person that came into their house said, there's somebody by name of Jack Harris. You need to go find him. And Jack said, what do you mean they appeared? He said, he was there and then he was gone. And he said, you would tell us who he is. So Jack shared Jesus with these men. And they got saved. And today they're pastoring all over Iraq. People are getting saved. You know why that happened? Because when Jack felt led to go, this church pledged money and been doing it for how many years, Pastor? 20 years we've been given to Iraq. And every one of those that are born again, and every one of them shares their gospel. You know why? Because you and I and God's people invested. We planted a seed. You know what life is? Life is like a vapor. We were listening to when they said, you know, if you're elderly, you need to stay home. And I, I'm thinking, well, I ain't going to stay home. And Joni looked at me and said, what do you mean you ain't going to stay home? You are elderly. <laughs> and I said to her, and you married me and you are too. <laughs> but see, life is a vapor. It passes so quick, doesn't it? Yeah. Everybody in here can think about maybe where you were 10 years ago and how those 10 years passed. And so what we're going to do with the rest of our life is that we need to really invest in God's kingdom. Amen. Jesus said we give so there'll be room in his house or so the, the house or the church will be able to meet the needs of their community. Over and over and over again, we've had opportunities here at this church and this church has invested. But no matter what's going on in the world and how it seems, what is the answer? Jesus is still the answer. That's why we bring tithe and that's why we give offerings. Because we want there to be finances so that we can continue to invest and people will continually be saved and people will continually be preaching the gospel because the one thing we're all looking for is one day if we stand before him, he says those words, well done. Thy good and faithful servant, enter in to the joys of the Lord. We are what we are tonight because God invested in us. Before we was a memory or before we was even thought about or before we were conceived, God invested and so you and I tonight, we need to purpose. I know we're here and some are home and we understand and some few are here tonight. But you know what? What a great opportunity we have before us to partner together. I said partner together to touch the world. Because our future is not in the stock market. 
Because you can buy a stock and have a lot of money one day and it not be worth very much at all later. But when you invest in the kingdom of God and you're faithful to the kingdom of God, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. God's there to meet your need. God's there to bless you. God's there to make the church strong at that time. That The church will have greater impact than ever before because you and I not only invest finances, we invest our lives together. If two can chase a thousand, what can we do? I encourage you. Put your trust in God. Not a calculator. Trust God. Not what they're saying. Because I want to tell you, if you're faithful to God, see, every one of us, before we're saved, we tithe to sin. Or invested in sin, didn't we? Whether it's a party or, or alcohol, whatever it was you invested in, whatever you did. And so now that we're Christians, we need to be more excited about our investment in the kingdom of God than we ever was before in what was going on in our lives. Because Jesus has us here. You're here tonight. You're watching tonight. Because Jesus wants you to invest in him just like he invested in you and me. And when we do that, God's able to give us souls and we can impact eternity because we made a decision that our future and our security is not in the world, it's in him. Amen. You know, we used to sing that song, all to Jesus, I surrender all to him, I freely give. I will live and I will trust him in his presence daily live. We sing, I surrender all, I surrender all. All to Jesus, I surrender. I used to sing that at church, but it was just words. But there came a time in my life where I said, okay, Lord, I don't want it to be words. I'm giving you myself. I'm going to surrender my life. And you know, I had no idea when I did that how my life would play out. I couldn't stand before anyone without just falling apart. I still fall apart, but I can do it better. Because all, all of you are looking at me. And you wonder, what's, what's wrong? But when I said yes to the Lord, and, and I remember... I was with Pastor Murphy, and I said to him, you know, I feel like God could use me. And he said, you know what? If you'll trust and just surrender to him, you have no idea what your life could become. I remember telling my family I was going to be a preacher. And several of them told me, you just need to get a job. They don't think preaching's the job. Just you need to go out and get a job and, and not worry about that stuff. And I remember that same grandpa that didn't buy that land, I said, we called him Pop. I said, Pop, I think I should preach. But people say, I just need to get a job. And my grandpa looked at me, and one time he really did make a good investment. Not in an airport, not in money, but he looked at me and said, Harry, don't listen to none of them. You do what God tells you. 
And he says, you don't know how that's going to play out, Harry, but one day you'll look back at life and be glad you did. And I want to declare to you today, not only have I invested my finances over the time I've been saved, but when I invested my life in him, if you would have told me I was going to travel the world or preach to multitudes of people, I would have thought you lost your mind. But see, when you invest in the kingdom, whether it's your life or your finances or your ability, God's able to take it and multiply it and cause your life to make an impact you could have never done because when God's for us, anything can happen. I want us to consider as we're going to listen to the news and what you see happening, if they close your favorite place and it upsets you, it's not about that. It's about who we belong to. And can I tell you something? If you invest in the kingdom of God, what you give is going to come back much more than you was able to give. God was able to take my life and even though I hadn't been out partying and did all the things some of you did, I was an accident looking for a place to happen. But God touched me when I said, okay, Lord, you want my life? I'll do your will. And if you would have told me back then how it would have played out, I couldn't have comprehended it. And you know, tonight, if you're looking for security, and, you're, and if you're looking for that, you might not see how it's playing out, but I'm going to tell you, if you're going for God, you're going to be safe. And God's going to meet your need, folks, whether you're watching us here or wherever it is. God's going to meet your needs. You be faithful to the kingdom because God said when we give, it'll be given to us. Press down and good measure will the Lord give back to us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight for your word. Lord, I'm glad you said that when you plant something, it's going to come back after its kind. <clears throat> Whether it's a tree or whatever it is we plant, it'll grow up to what we desire. And Lord, as we planted our life and We've been givers and we've reached in communities and witnessed and helped people. You have taken note of that and you're going to bless us and we're going to be so much better off because we made our life investment in the kingdom of God. So I pray tonight will be a time that we are not moved by what's going on, but we're moved by who we belong to, that we're children of the living God. We're joint heirs with Christ. We're serving a God who said he'd supply every need we have. Not, not according to the calculators, not according to the circumstances, but according that we're your children, that you're going to supply every need we have. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the peace that we have, that you're with us right now, and you take care of us and meet every need we have. And we want to thank you in advance for doing that, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't forget what you plant, you reap. If you keep the apple seed, you'll never have an apple tree. <clears throat> you know what's sad? You can take an apple and cut it open. It's full of seeds. 
know what we do with them? We throw them in the trash. <coughs> but you know what? Every one of those seeds had the ability to become an apple tree, to have thousands of apples over years. We're seeds. Let's plant in the will of God and let our lives grow up to be more than we could have been in our own little seed self. But when we give that seed to God, God's able to make us what we never dreamed. God bless you. If you have needs tonight, we got people that will pray. But do, do yourself a favor. Cheer up. My dad used to say, cheer up. Life could be worse. And he said, if you cheer up and it gets worse, you just get what you wanted. So cheer up. Life isn't bad. God has your life in his hand. God bless you. As you go, let's believe God. Let's witness. Let's reach people for Jesus. You're free to go. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.